0: Hello there, welcome to May Fight Club. I'm your host, Manny G. Welcome to episode number nine of Midnight MMA. We have a great show for tonight. We have some, of course, recaps of the week that was a mixed martial arts. We all saw UFC Las Vegas, and we'll talk about that and sort of dissect a few things and the leftovers, right? What, what are going to be the ramifications of that kind of fight card moving forward? And we'll go through that for you. We'll talk a little bit about the other fight cards that happened this past weekend, too, not too much in detail touch upon PFL and whatnot. And then take a glance at the week that is looking ahead of us. Um, We're going to take a very close look at our scorecard or our tip sheet for UFC uh, Las Vegas. We were positive. We came back with plus money. That's six winning weeks in our last seven total weeks. Now, last week was a negative week. It broke our winning streak, but we are now positive in six of the last seven weeks. So doing pretty well. And I uh, want to keep that going. Uh, let me double check here to make sure all of my sound is good. Okay. If you have any sound problems, if anything is not working correctly, let me know. Um, and so we're also going to talk about some top stories in the world of mixed martial arts, some things you guys are aware of. Uh, you may have heard UFC 288 coming up this summer in Newark, New Jersey. That's pretty awesome. Not too far from my neck of the woods. Uh, let me try to find my way to get over there myself um other things that are going on in the world of mixed martial arts jake paul running into floyd mayweather we'll talk about that because i think that was kind of staged that's that's my angle i think they set this shit up to you know be fight at some point It's, it's very jake paul like right uh sterling versus huda will headline the card in newark new jersey for ufc 288 that is exciting. We have a very busy schedule this week, so if you like our content, if you like my voice, if you just want to get an idea of our schedule, I'll tell you right now, we have a lot going on this week. So Wednesday is going to be Invicta FC 52. We'll do a pre-fight show starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The event kicks off live on YouTube free. We'll do a watch party. We might actually have that event uh, like streaming on our channel. It just depends. We don't want to have any problems with the you know with the rules and regulations but if we if we can stream it we will if not we'll just do a live watch party for wednesday night so then friday moving forward pfl challenger series week number eight we are going to go ahead and cover that the last week of the challenger series pre-fight show at 8 30 p.m 9 o'clock p.m starts the live event and we can stream that it's available via fooboo sports network.com but for some reason our canadian brothers cannot stream that so we are streaming it through our, our feed there on Fridays. Then from there, we uh, jump into the weekend. Um, and so for the weekend, of course, you have our live show every weekend, Midnight MMA, which is where you're at right here, every Sunday night from 12 o'clock p.m. or 12 o'clock a.m. Eastern time to 2 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. And if you can't catch us live because you're at in bed getting ready for Monday morning, we get it. So for your, if you're, you know, part of that early morning riser, Monday morning, put this on your podcast. We're saying hello to you right now, you Monday morning risers. Give you a little bit of jolt of energy. Get that coffee in you. Get your bones moving around. Get you know on the bicycle if you're doing some exercise in the morning, or maybe if you're just doing some sit ups. We feel you. Uh, so hopefully, getting your your week going, but at the same time, getting your digesting the week that was. If you're a gambler, we'll touch upon a few things, hopefully salt a few wounds, if you have any wounds, or maybe celebrate a few wins that you may have had from last week, and then learn our lessons, apply what we've learned to next week, and come out of here with some more W's and less L's. If you tracked us, you know we did pretty well, especially from a win-loss standpoint. Uh, we went 11-2 and, and we were in some topology groups, did good there. We'll. Take a moment to flex a little bit, <laughs> but uh, those are fun. Those groups We're part of two groups that we uh, will talk about and groups. You might recognize maybe some of the people that are actually in this chat might recognize them. My man, Thomas, what's up, Thomas? Thank you for stopping by. Let's go. My bro. He says, yeah, dude, you're the one and only here, but it's okay. You know, we're, we're small time in this business of mixed martial arts. It, it's funny. Before I even jump into the rest of the show, I, I was checking out earlier, uh, the guy MMA Guru, right? He's down in New Zealand or Australia and just has this like swarm of a following. It's um, unbelievable. It's it's literally unbelievable. And uh, but hey, he's good at what he does. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna openly disagree with anything he does because his his fan following his his brethren are lethal. I'll just say uh I wouldn't do it that way, but then again, I have very little viewers <laughs> yet a very large audience so hey who am i to say how to do it and what's the right way uh but i do have a threshold for the lines i will and will not cross and on that note uh we do have like a special bit of news like some dun 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 breaking news for you tonight which we will break at some point throughout the show no planned live guest tonight i apologize uh it's been what a few weeks now we've been a little bit vacant on the the guest panel but you know what We've had interviews in between. Um, Matter of fact, if I could tell you this week, we have an interview dropping with a fighter on the PFL Challenger Series coming up this week. He actually defeated um, Alex Pereira in the mixed martial arts fight. Yeah, this guy's pretty good, and he's fighting in the PFL. We were able to do an interview with him, and it was like part Portuguese. We We had a translator, the whole deal. Very, very good stuff, so... Anyway, those that are here, thank you for stopping by. Let me jump into the review of UFC Las Vegas. And this is a weird one because, excuse me, my little stuffed up here. I'm going to dive into a small detail that probably doesn't matter for 99% of the world. It matters to me because I'm a bit of a like, I, I like to pull apart details. I become obsessive with the details. I'm not sure if you're the kind of person that maybe it's a man thing. I don't know. Just, I mean, maybe an example to yourself. Are you the kind of person where you obsess over a needless detail? <laughs> That's also probably why we choose Lipsky this past week to win. We saw the details. And if you pull apart details, sometimes you do find the path I remember going back to that breakdown last week on Lipsky. we didn't choose her as a dog or pass. We were choosing her outright to win. And we were specifically talking about the striking, that the striking was better. And when she started to outstrike JJ Aldridge, you know, it all became apparent. It all became clear to you. Anyway, let's go here and look at our Excel sheet from UFC Las Vegas, and I will express to you that little detail. So the event came out as UFC Vegas, UFC Las Vegas, something of that nature. And then um Thomas writes in here. Just give me a second, guys. Thomas writes in here. I would like to know your opinion on Said Martinez fight. Oh, okay. Well, since you're here, do with me and I. I don't have anyone else here to to to, to talk to except for you. Uh, let's focus on this question, and I'll I'll give you guys my. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm also to tell you how I bet on this fight. I thought that the price tag was off. I thought that if there was any Said Numaga or Numar Usman's, Khabib Ubabakars or any of these. Clan members from Dagestan that could drop the ball, it would have been Saeed. That was my exact words. I I said, anyone drops the ball from that group, he's the first one. He was losing his last fight. So if I could draw a parallel, I, I bet on Shevchenko to win by KO against Grasso, and I was so, so confident of that. Yet I remember... Wanting to fade her after her last fight before that, where she kind of lost and got a decision and it was very favorable. And I don't know, mixed opinions on that. But in the case of Martinez versus Numega I thought Said had won round three, and that was the deciding round. So I thought he was gonna win. Then when the scorecards were about to get read, because going back over the fight just real quickly here. So so round one was Said and Magomedov. Round two, Martinez came out very aggressive. Whatever his corner told him, he took the advice. He came forward. He was trying to initiate the fight. So he gets round two. No one disagrees with, with that idea, right? We're all on the same page. One, one going into round three. It's the... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to sound like an asshole for saying this, but I'm going to just say when Martinez was chasing the ankle stuff, right? Whatever, whatever submission attempt he was attempting to go after. How do you measure this? How do you, like, what well, he was getting punched on the side of the head. Like Saeed was hitting him. I thought to myself, well, as a, as a normal person, like just thinking my brain, It looks like Saeed is beating him with some strikes and he's chasing a submission, that being Jonathan, that's not really there. So it appears Saeed was winning those moments, but that's obviously not what the referees saw. The referees saw it as well. Martinez was going after a submission, whether it was close to it or not. They valued that period of time somehow. They didn't value Saeed getting the, the triangle, the, the back triangle and having, you know, it's um. I recall when Saeed had back control at the end of, or at the beginning of round three for a period of time, I thought, wow, it's going to be hard for Martinez. I thought the, the commentators also spoke correctly and said, yeah, we think, you know, Martinez might be behind here. He, now, he needs to do more. And then you could hear, I don't know who was it, Bisbane or someone was like, I don't know. Could be close, my friend. I'm not sure. Full disclosure, we had bet on Martinez. So we were like, you know, leaning like, come on. Let's, you know, Martinez, Martinez, I hope he wins. If you asked me after round three, here's a question that I, I love to try to ask people because people be like, oh, I knew, I knew like, How about this if you knew? If after round three, who would you have bet on? Ask yourself that question. If you could have placed the bet after round three, you saw the entire fucking fight, and now the the books are saying you have an opportunity to bet. I wish they could offer something like this, like some kind of a post, like give it like a 15-minute window before they give out the decision, and you could bet post-fight what you think is going to fucking happen. Because if you ask me to bet, After the fight, I would have been less confident in betting on Martinez after the fight than I was before the fight. So long story short for you, Thomas Manzanero, I thought looking at it live that Saeed won the fight, and I was very happy, very grateful. We had Martinez. We bet on him. He was someone that we thought could win the fight. But yeah. And if you had Said off on your ticket, all I can tell you is two things. And, and don't take this the wrong way. So please, you know, if, if you get mad at this, I apologize in advance. It's a little bit of tough love here. But number one, this guy, Saeed, you know, he was the one that was gonna drop the ball. He's getting the OV plus, you know, getting the tax on the money line. He's getting the extra push. He was not winning his last fight. You know, he's overrated period he's a little overrated now is he good does he have some submission ability can he catch you late in a fight with a triangle did maybe he win this fight all those things yes can be true and still he can still be overrated he can still be lined at minus 275 like he was and he loses the fight by decision so yeah i mean long story short if you had sighted among a off i'm sorry i thought he won but he won Thomas on that same fight here writes in here. Yeah, I thought the same thing, bro. Glad I didn't bet. I was gonna go with Saeed. So yeah, whew, if you you eliminated a land uh, avoided a landmine there. Excuse me. Okay, let's go over this card here. Let's talk business. Let me zoom in here for those that are on the YouTube, so you can sort of see what I'm looking at. And if you don't know what I'm looking at, this Excel sheet or our data sheet we call it is available on our Google Drive. That link is down below. You can go in there. There's a full folder for every fight car we do. So, like next week coming up, there'll be UFC 286. Uh, there'll be Invicta FC 52, which is already up there now. So, if you go to the that Google Drive, you'll see a folder for UFC. sorry, Invicta FC 52. There's fight breakdowns in there, an Excel sheet like this, a tip sheet. Um, that's all free and available to you guys. It's part of our breakdown process, but now we've kind of found it a way, or found a way, excuse me, to streamline it and make it available to you as well. So, we're looking at this now this folder this is also still available if you go to our google drive there's an archive folder and you can go back and look at all of our prior events up to the start of this year we started doing this in 2023 and it's a mechanism to only not only provide information to you guys and share information but it also tracks what we're doing our bets we don't hide from our results Um, though we have editing power of course you have download power you can screenshot um, and I think you'll find over time we don't there's no funny business here uh, we live and die by our checks and balances this to us is a more transparent system than let's say a third party tracking website if you catch my drift because ultimately we're actually placing these wagers <laughs> we are actually wagering on the fights and the exact methods we're talking about we're not playing with monopoly money um, so these are all real results based upon what we're doing and so again six of the last seven weeks we've been positive on UFC events Looking to extend that now and go on a two-week winning streak. So let's start at the top. Peter Young versus Murab Uh, Full disclosure, I did not watch the fight in real time. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I couldn't watch it in real time. I was tied up at a uh, family function. It was awesome. It was great. And uh, it was actually my birthday weekend. That's what it was. <laughs> so I have to admit to you, I was a little tied up. I was pulling on my phone at some point. I'm like, I wonder what's going on. This last event, last, last fight should be coming up. And I see Marab having his hand raised and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then later on I go back and I look at the fight. Yeah. Marab totally overwhelmed him. Like what happened to Peter Jan? Like what happened to him? He's a shell of himself. You know what I mean? Um, just not the guy that we thought he was before. Maybe he might be overrated now. Are we Are we thinking that? So we had Jan to win. We liked him a lot. You know, the little up arrow next to the W there suggested we liked the fighter a lot. We just thought he was better in so many areas. It didn't happen. The fight not going to decision at plus 150 doesn't, doesn't cash. Into the distance for Jan does not cash. Decision win for Jan does not cash. Over two and a half at minus four fifty. That was an easy parlay piece. And the fight starting round three. We didn't play it. The line was just not available by the time we were looking to finish our bets, getting them in. But Peter Jan, that's the one of the one of the two fights we got wrong on this card. And um I'll tell you what, um Thomas writes in here, Peter Jan is really not the same since O'Malley lost. It's amazing how much this guy has slipped. It's hard to really put your finger on it. And um, I don't believe he's like any like danger of getting cut by the UFC. But here's what I do think. I think he has to consider all possibilities, like go to the PFL for a year, make a run at it, get win a million dollars, you know, go go to, go to Bellator, um, make a you know, go into a tournament. Like, I don't know how many fights he has left with the UFC, probably not a lot, but like, it's just he needs a change of scenery. Like when you need to get treated for the other team as a player, he needs a change of scenery. So, yeah, poor guy, man. I thought this was going to be his fight. Fail out, locked up. So Peter Jan loses. We had him in some betting action. We'll go over that a little bit later here. Let's move on the card here. We're getting tied up. Uh, we need to move a little bit faster. So, coming in, event was Alexander versus Alexander. Romanov versus Volkov. The long and short of it is that Romanoff is looking a little bit like um not worth uh not worth the goods, man. Another fight now, losing as a favorite. He was 16 and one, falls to 16 and 2. Volkoff was the fighter that we picked to win. We had him winning the fight by a knockout in round three. So knockout was the idea, but good lord. <laughs> you know, um Ends up finishing Romanoff in round one. And quite frankly, you know, Romanoff looks so much bigger in the weigh-ins. He looked, he didn't look very healthy. He didn't look healthy. He looked unhealthy, put it that way. And so for Volkov, good for him. He's the veteran. He's fought a lot better competition, you know. But Romanoff, man, just, yeah. No bueno. Uh, For Romanoff, I got to tell you guys, if he comes in next fight anywhere near as a favorite, or like a round of pick'em, and he's fighting anywhere near a decent heavyweight, you gotta fade him again. Like he has terrible habits, put it that way. Bad, bad habits. So the over one and a half at minus one sixty-five does not cash. That's kind of crazy, right? The round one submission for Romanoff, no bueno. The fight not going to decision at minus two forty-five for a heavyweight bout. That was good money if you actually put that into a parlay. The round three TKO for Volkov was our our actual pick to win. That was our method. Doesn't happen though, unfortunately. And then the decision prop there for Volkov, no bueno. Now there was the over a half a round. Was that this fight? Was it this fight? Hold on a second here. I gotta double check my 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 notes on that. I'll double check. But there was a fight here where it was like over the over a half round at minus five hundred, which we were parlaying. I don't know if it was this fight. If it was this fight, it, no, it wasn't this fight because this fight didn't even go a half round. Two minutes and 16 seconds into round number one, Romanov finishes Volkov. Let's keep it moving. Nikita Krylov at minus 165 versus Ryan Span and Krylov with the finish in round one by triangle choke, submission tro- choke, three minutes, 38 seconds into round number one, would not have thought it would happen this way no we had kryloff winning the fight into the distance most likely round two round three tko extending ryan span fatiguing ryan span and then exposing him but we didn't see it being early on so this was a little bit of a surprise if ryan span he was lashing out on social media my man was not happy he was you know angry posting like you know don't you know, DMs, whatever, like, I'm not the know-it-all about social media, (laughs) you know, I would just say, if you've lost a fight, just maybe find a method to have a phone where you can shut those notifications off, and just ignore that shit, because ultimately, when you do win, it's going to be, oh, you know, yay, and hearts, and high fives, and different awesome emojis, and I bet on you. I won money. Thank you. Opposite, opposite type of traffic when you lose. Uh, and so for Ryan Span, he wasn't a favorite. You know, people need to remember that he wasn't a favorite. I heard some people jump off the Krylov side because, like, oh, you know, last week he, you know, medical, still was the better fighter. We stuck with Krylov. Now, did we think about getting off the Kryloff bandwagon at some point because he got sick? Yeah, we had the thought. Let me to myself, you know what, don't overestimate it. Yeah, Thomas, going back on that note here about Romanov, definitely got exposed by Tybara And I mean is not that good, right? What are we talking about? Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, there, fellas. I was just taking a little sneeze break. Uh, yeah, so Tybura's is not that good. I mean, come on. Tommy Unders. My man Unders. I have a lot of people to shout out tonight. So if you're coming through the chat, I'll be shouting you out too. But my man Tommy Unders writes in here Don't think we will see Romanoff again. Sounds like he's done with fighting. Wow. Herdy's out on Vegas Strip with the night. Oh, Herdy he was out on the Vegas Strip the night before the fight. Wow. Tommy. So Tommy breaking some news here. He says that he doesn't think we're going to see Romanov Alexander again. The rumors are that he's done. Like, that's it. I mean, listen, people retire early. We've seen some NFL players retire 23, 24. This fight shit is not for everyone. Maybe he's going to hang it up. He was out in the Vegas Strip. Tommy's got photographs with him with some strippers and shit. What, Tommy? I'm just joking. Tommy said there's pictures of him out there on the Strip actually having some fun. Wow. Well, he did look like he was in straight. I mean, shrape. I, I just mixed three words, like shape, shape, and in shape. He didn't look like he was in shape. No bueno. Let me keep going through this review, but I, I listen, keep the comments coming, Tommy. I, I uh, I welcome your feedback always, dude. Always and forever. So, Krylov wins. Awesome for us. We had him. Dope. Rope-a-dope. Move down. the medal for Jonathan Martinez. We talked about that fight at length already. We had Martinez to win. Pre-fight, if you watch the fight, yeah, a sweat. A sweat. Yeah, Thomas, right? Crazy, right? Haha, no strippers, but photos with fans and stuff at midnight on the strip the night before. Oh no. (laughs) What a rookie move. (laughs) What is he doing? Uh no discipline. No discipline. He could have more fans and enjoy all of that if he would focus on fighting and actually win the fights, right? Just to replay. So yeah, anyway, Martinez, we thought he we liked him pre-fight, but post fight. It didn't look so smooth. So he probably won jonathan got a gift there yeah we gotta acknowledge we got a gift there we didn't earn that one we got lucky there the prior fight mario bautista versus guido canetti we thought canetti at plus 650 43 years old kind of a live dog somewhere in there maybe who knows maybe no 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 fight does knock the distance minus 450 The submission prop by Batista at plus one hundred was the play. If you played Batista by submission at plus one hundred, like some serious dough, like a few hundred bones, you walked away here like the smartest, basically better. Because ultimately, he was minus a thousand. How are you gonna turn this into like playable odds? Now, of course, the round one submission, there's you know even better odds. I'm just saying, like the safest bet. That submission prop overall, that was the play, and uh, we didn't play it aggressively. We had it as a, as a prop we were looking at, but we did not jump on it, not going to lie to you. So that ends up cashing for those who played it. Decision prop for Batista at plus 390, of course, doesn't happen. Or Kennedy by decision at plus 1,800. That was like a, just a flyer for us. Submission prop for Kennedy at plus 2,000, another flyer. All those do not end up panning out. But we did have a player two on this fight. We'll talk about that when we go through our tip sheet. Mario Bautista wins the fight. Looks great. Looks amazing for Kennedy. It's probably time, right? It's probably time. Tommy. So Tommy writes in here, I had Martinez twenty nine, twenty eight rounds two and three close fight. Yeah, I mean, round three is the one. That's the one you got to pull it back and, and look at it because some people are saying that Saeed had position control early on in that round, had a body triangle, you know, was, was flirting with some submission attempts type of thing. And then you saw Martinez go for like a, you know, heel hook or or leg thing or, you know, hyper extend I don't know. That round three was tough, man. This is the worst part of mixed martial arts. I love the sport. I enjoy the drama. But that scoring system and and you don't know. I mean, it's part of the drama, yeah. But you're just in the dark. Like how are the judges perceiving this? It looked like he was hitting Martinez with punches and avoiding a significant threat. The referee, I'm sorry, referees, the judges looked at it as like Martinez was getting more position control and I guess trying to get the, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, Guido Canetti, surprised he did not retire. Uh, It is time, it is time. Vitor Petrino versus Anton Turkle, not going to lie to you folks, lost some money on this one because we thought for sure this fight will not go the full distance. That was, we were like, nope, no way. And if you watch part of the fights, and part of the parts of the fight Vitor was knocking around Anton <laughs> like he was hitting Anton Anton's head was flying back his whatever blonde hair he has in his head was shaking around and so Anton shows an incredible fucking chin incredible very impressed with his chin fight not going to decision was minus like 200 that ends up not happening. it goes the full distance Vitor wins we had a winning We had him as a close, like, we had him winning, meaning, like, not very confident, okay? Um, He moves to 8-0. and He shows he has the conditioning and cardio to go the full distance. A lot of holes in his game, though, still. And and he's reckless at best. All of our props are wrong here, though. Like, fight, not going to decision. Vitor by TKO. Vitor by round one TKO. Fight going under two and a half rounds. Anton, set the distance. Uh, Round three Anton at plus. We thought at some point Vitor would melt. Gas out, and say vie. Would not have the energy to keep fighting. That's what we thought. We thought wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those fights where it feels like every few cards, you get that fight where it's like, there's no way it's going to the distance. These guys are, you know, there's no way. And, and it does. And this is one of those fights. So we both on our tip sheet and then both on my personal tip sheet, we got fleeced on this one. We had this in a few parlays. Everything else cashed. But this one, it was like, ah, it happens, right? So yeah, Vitor gets the win there—a a back and forth fight. But again, Anton, that dude has a damn chin, a chin. Tommy writes in here, yeah, judges scored the second half of the round more for some reason. It does happen, Tommy. That's a good point. Back to the Said fight. So Said wins the first half of round three, and then Martinez kind of shows, you know, better points in, in, in second half of the round. And the last fight he says me too got crushed in that fight. As with the distance, yeah, Petrino, I, listen, dude. He hit Anton. For those who maybe didn't see the fight with Anton Turkle versus Vitor Petrino, Vitor cracked him. No question about that. Vitor cracked him. And Anton was like, I don't know, man. Fuck, the guy got a chin. He gets to get punched. Okay, that was the main car. So for the main car, we end up finishing with one, two, three, four, five fights correct, one fight incorrect, and it was the main damn event. ah, Peter Jan. Should know him better, right? Okay, let's move down to the prelim card. Carl Williams over Lucas Bresky. Carl Williams wins by decision. We were not super confident he would win. We did have him to win, and we had him by decision. So the over one and a half rounds was minus 200. That was so easy, right? The fight going to decision decision was like even money, minus 110, and the fight being won by Carl Williams by decision was plus 200. We sprinkled Lucas Bresky by decision at plus 425. Fight kind of went exactly what you think it would go like if you were looking at Carl Williams to win the wrestling. Um, the one thing that surprised me, we were tweeting about it during the fight when it was live. I was watching this fight live, was Lucas Bresky just running out of energy. He got very tired. Now, so did Carl Williams, but Bresky, got, Bresky was more tired, <laughs> put it that way. Then at some point in round three, I'm holding on to a ticket for Carl Williams to win my decision. And I'm like, Carl, stop it. Like, Lucas is exhausted, not fighting back. His head's down. He's This went on for like two minutes. Like, Bresky, head down, knees on the ground. Carl Williams landing a few punches. And I think it was, uh, was it Herb? Herb Dean. I was like, oh, I have faith in Herb Dean. My man Herb will not stop the fight. This may have to be dead. And lo and behold, Lucas laid there, rolled around, didn't do much, looked awful. Listen, if you had a Bresky ticket, I am so fucking sorry, dude. You're going to be scarred from ever betting on him again because he just literally just melted and fell apart. And for Carl Williams, he's not even a heavyweight. He's a light heavyweight cameoing as a heavyweight. And it's just it's the it's the landscape right now for the UFC. I mean, one day they're going to have legit, like, 265-pound guys. They'll be across a bunch of them. But for now, they just don't have them. And so guys like Carl Williams are on winning streaks, and they're in the UFC, and what can you do? Good gym, though, ATT. And for Lucas Bresky, yeah, get, get your gas tank together, bro. Hit the road. Do some do some road work. So we did have Carl Wynn. Uh, we'll talk about the betting implications at the end of this recap. But for Davey Grant now versus Rafael Asunso, that fight now, Hoffel spoke about retiring pre-fight, ends up retiring post-fight. That's always the clue. Like, if the guy's retiring, eject, 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 eject. It seems to be very common now. When a fighter is going to be retiring, they are, uh, yeah, they're just, yeah, get off the belt. Get off. Don't do it. So for Hoffel, he looked okay things were going well. He was in a good spot. A matter of fact, Davey Grant loses a point, and I'm like, oh. We like Davy Grant to win, so we're like, oh, come on, man. It was close. Rafael Sunso gets some key takedowns, gets some position control. I think he wins round one at least, right, for Rafael. Maybe he wins round two. Look, the fight was probably going to Rafael Sunso if it went to the scorecards. If you didn't watch the actual fight, this shit gets wild. Late in round three, Davy Grant gets like a weird there's a name for it. Maybe I should look over here in the topology and I can read the name of what it's called. It was a submission using his legs, but let me see exactly what it's called here. So, Davy Grant with a inverted triangle choke. So it's a triangle choke, but inverted, and you can see at some point Rafael Sunso's arm was like dead on the ground, like this kind of thing. And the referee comes over and moves it. He's like, uh, you know, and uh, and I was like, holy shit! Now we had Davy Grant. In our topology little setup, our tapology league, which we'll talk about that in a minute, we had Grant by a third-round knockout. So in on one side, we were like, okay, we'll take it. Not to mention we had Grant on some, you know, bet slips as well. Very surprised. Grant was probably going to lose that fight. Needs to be in our head. Remember this next time Davey Grant fights. He was losing a fight against a 40-year-old man that's one-dimensional. The fight going over around and a half at minus three hundred that ends up cashing, no distance at plus one twenty five that barely catches right. Grant into the distance at plus two ten. Those who played that aggressively, that spot, good for you. You were sweating at the end there. The round three KO doesn't cash. The round one submission by Rafael Sunso, that was like plus two thousand, but we took a sprinkle there because he's got a submission ability, and who knows, people mistake whatever. So, uh, fight starting round two minus three hundred that also hits if you were parlaying that. For Rafael so he retires, great career, well done, and uh, we will see you maybe the Hall of Fame. Lots of fights, right? Next fight, this one here, I'm not going to over talk. I don't want to talk too much about it because how I say this? I interviewed Siddiquis Dumas about three times, got a chance to know him a little bit, talked to him off the air, on the air type of thing, and I got a feel for what I I – like. I got the vibes, right? And my my vibes were telling me, don't back him here. My heart was telling me, no, nah, get behind this kid, you know? He needs more people believing in him. And he drops the ball. It wasn't the worst loss in the world. Didn't get taken like didn't, didn't get beat up. Got submitted, kinda of tapped out quickly. I think it speaks to what's going on right now in his everything right now. But man, I, I kind of knew some of stuff was going on and I, I should have been on the side of Josh Friend, but i Again, betting with my heart, choosing my heart, made a mistake here. So Dumas loses by a round two submission. And we had him, we chose him to win by submission. He gets now guillotine choked in round two by Josh Frem. For Frem, good for him, dude. Plus 165 underdog. Uh, Dumas was getting all the love. Dumas opened like minus 150, then moved to like minus 190, then ended up being like minus 210. He was getting all the push. And ultimately, Frem came in and said, listen, I can still fight too. Um, for Dumas, just you know, needs to. Yeah, karma got him a little bit, Tommy. Right, he, he needs to tighten things up. Needs to tighten it up, but uh, yeah, that was <clears throat> it was a bad read by me. I, I knew a lot about that situation. I even warned some people I know about. Hey, listen, there's some things about this fight. I'm going to consider. I thought the best play here was the fight not going to decision at minus 300 as a parlay piece. That cash is – but then again, I also thought that Vitor Petrino's fight would not have a distance, and it did. <laughs> so, okay, anyway, Dumas loses the fight. That was the second of two fights we had wrong on this card. We only got the main event, Pierre Dion and uh, Dvashvili, and this fight wrong Everything the else we had clean, correct picks. So next fight down, Victor Henry versus Tony Gravely. We like Victor a lot. We were very confident on him, but now the fight goes down, and we're like, ooh. Yeah, very close. We weren't so sure. Quite frankly, if you had a Tony Grabley ticket, I feel you. He could have won. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's when you go to decision, you're playing with fire, right? Ends up being a split. Victor gets the. I mean, look, one judge had 30-26 or 30-27. That judge needs to be taken out back and smack that guy around. That was a close fight. It it definitely held up with (laughs) 30-27. I don't know what fight that guy was watching. It speaks again to like the judging system. It's just so arbitrary, right? Gravely's out of ATT, a good gym. He's a good fighter. I thought his gas tank was much better. He kind of, you know, pulled into a second, third gear there in round three. That was excellent because round two was all Henry. Round one was all Gravely, or one, one, round three, right? The fuck was that one judge, 30 27. The fight going over one and a half rounds at minus 320, that hits. The distance at minus 155, that hits. By decision for Henry at plus 190, that hits. The fight starting round two at minus 550. That was kind of rich, but also was a good parlay piece. The fight ending in round three by KO for Henry, it was like plus 1200. We played that. Didn't happen, but there was some moments where Henry was lighting up gravely like in round two, not round three, right? Round three was, yeah, round three was close. Gravely could have run, won round three. And then gravely by decision at plus 250. So we did okay there with our props. We had Henry as one of our like solid picks here. You see on the chart, if you're looking at this on YouTube, we have the W by his name, along with the up arrow, meaning that we liked him a lot. Um, Now looking back on that, yeah, that was a sweat and was much closer than we thought. And for Gravely, good for you, Gravely, you actually, uh, the the, the cardio looked a lot better. You know, I, I feel bad at a loss there, but the, the cardio looked a lot better. It really did. So now moving down, JJ Aldrich versus Arnaly Lipsky. Real proud of this pick because uh, we were ahead of this, we we weren't piggybacking anyone else's thoughts, it's all just our analysis. We felt like the the striking of Lipsky was actually better than JJ Aldrich and now that the fight is over, uh, it's hard not to to agree with that sentiment. Aldrich is passive. Uh, it, it's 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 like an internal clock thing. I'm going to try to draw a quick comparison without sounding crazy, but it's like some athletes, when the when the when the tough gets going, they, they they step back, and then other guys step forward. In the case of Aldridge, you put her into a situation where she needs to be aggressive, um, where it's a close round. No, that, that that's just not where she does well. Uh, she does well when things are going her way and she can get on top, and and she's the much stronger girl, and and she has you know a, a physical advantage. All those things she excels. And it sounds silly to say this, but when things are going well, that's when it's kind of easier, right? In the case of Lipsky, this minus 375 price tag was never appropriate. People were like, oh, lipsky has got durability issues. She's got, she got, look, she tried to trade with Amanda Lemos and that was just a terrible fighter IQ move. But I also chalked it up as like, well, lipsky has got some balls. Like for a pretty girl, she's got some balls to stand and trade with a man like that got some nuts and I thought Lipski's striking was actually pretty good trading at ATT getting better only 29 and yeah what ends up happening we get very fortunate that Lipski wins by decision which was plus 480 we played that spot over one and a half minus 350 fight goes the distance at minus 175 fight starts round three that all happens the only prop we were looking at that didn't cover was decision win for JJ Aldridge at plus 100 I'll tell you what jj Aldridge has to completely change her approach it's just it's 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 up it's up here it's not in here it, it's it's up here with her good fighter talented needs to yeah needs to tommy good point going back to Dumas you're writing about the street fighting stuff yeah he's got a lot going on and you know can't just come out there and throw a few punches man it's 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 more than that the contender series stuff. He won that fight. Contender series. That kind of blinded some people. He became the favorite here. Yeah, he got me, man. I mean, it got me. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. I should have been paying more attention there. it's, the, it's a, one of the two errors we had in this card, you know. And that was an error that we could have avoided if we just would sort have of thought more with our head instead of our heart. Okay, so Lipsky was that fight, one of the biggest upsets on the card, and part of the reason why we did well on two topology leads we're going to talk about later on because we had it by decision. We just nailed that one. Proud of that pick. Moving down, Bruno Silva versus Tyson Nam. We had Bruno Silva to win. We thought the fight would probably go to decision, though. We thought, you know, these are two guys that are very good. Nam is very durable, tough dude. Yeah, getting older, 39, whatever, but still tough as nails. And Bruno Silva kicks him. With the same kick that Michael Chandler landed on my man, Tony Ferguson. The same kind of kick, that up kick that hits right underneath the chin. There's still images on the socials out there, Twitter, Sphere, Instagram, Land, where you can see photographs of Nam's face looking like he's suffering from G-forces in some kind of a rocket. And uh, Bruno hits him with that hard-ass up kick, knocks down Nam, gets on top of him some additional ground and pound to get to finish in round number two. I do like Silva in that he won and got a finish, and his finishing streak now continues. This guy's durable he finished. This guy, Silva, might be low-key, a little underrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might be low-key something nasty. Uh, he's 33. It has been a now or never. Um, so, yeah, the fight going the distance, that doesn't happen. We had a play on that, plus 125. Over one and a half, nope, doesn't happen. A KO by either fighter. We didn't play that prop. It was a prop we were looking at doing, and ends up being a KO, right? And then decision win by Silva at 235 does not happen. All right, first fight on the card: Carlston Harris versus Jared Gooden. I don't know why I have this here listed twice on the sheet, but let me update that. Okay, so Carlston Harris versus Jared Gooden. And what I'm looking at right now, for those that are looking at this maybe later on, this is our Excel sheet that's available for everyone to access. It's on our Google Drive. That link is down below. It's the second or third link down there in our in our description here on YouTube. And uh, if you go to our uh, Google Drive, you'll see folders there for events either we're uh, look, looking up to doing in the future or past events will be in our archive folder. Open up those folders, you'll see Excel sheets fighter breakdowns notes the whole nine so we're looking at the excel sheet or data sheet for ufc las vegas or ufc vegas 71 or ufc fight night 221 we're gonna call it anyway so first fight the car carlston harris versus jared gordon man i'll tell you what my only regret is i don't have the balls to like put a thousand dollars on Carlson harris like something crazy because we were so sure he would win this fight. I was so confident. I'm like, he's the one coming in with a full camp. He's the one who is supposed to fight. Jerry Gooden coming in late notice, you know? Well, Thomas, appreciate you, dude. Uh, you know, Thomas, Thomas, I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to recognize, you know, when, when you want to butter me up, dude, I got to. So Thomas says here, I love how you're professional. You organize your bets. Well, I'm going to imagine that Thomas is probably talking about the Substack newsletter, aren't you, Thomas? Well, now's a nice good time to segue into our newsletter promo. If you don't know, guys, on a serious note, we can do some third party tracking and we do track our bets via a third party website. But even more than that, we give you guys like our full tip sheet, all of our bets laid out. That's via our Substack newsletter. And like Thomas was just saying here, it's very organized. You're getting every single bet, individual bets. Prop bets, parlays, we'll do some specials where it's like, you know, we'll, like all the Russians into a parlay, we'll call it like the Red Army, or all the Brazilians, we'll call it Team Brazil, or, you know, all the underdogs, we'll call it the dog pack, whatever we're doing, it's all laid on our tip sheet. For example, this Wednesday, you should remind me guys in a few minutes, if I forget, this Wednesday, the tip sheet for Invicta, it's unbelievable. I'll go over it in a minute or two, but, or about 20 minutes or two. Anyway, Uh, The tip sheet that's on our newsletter, like Thomas is talking about, it's just very detailed. It's broken down. It's by section. So it's prop bets, individual bets, it's parlays, some specials. And then you have how much we're placing for each bet, like a half a unit, a quarter unit. And whatever your unit size is, it doesn't matter. Your your unit size can be $10. So half unit would be $5. A quarter unit would be two fifty, dollars right? That's totally fine. Um, However you break it up, but we give you a a chart for what we're doing. And six of the last seven weeks for UFC, we've been profitable. So you know, just an idea of uh, what we're trying to offer to you guys as part of our coverage here for Mixed Martial Arts. But Thomas, thank you for letting us know how you feel about that. And we just try to do the best we can, like I said, to to keep it organized, easily available. And uh, like this Excel sheet we're looking at right now, this is available to you guys to look at and review. It's available for every event we talk about. And in past years, like last year or whatever, we would combine these sheets for like our own research, but we start realizing, you know what, people could actually, you know, this people take advantage of this shit. You know, like if you go to the right side of this Excel sheet, there's a there's links. Those those green links there, those are links to prior fights. So if you want to save some time, for example, and get prior fights and not have to worry about searching the web, here you go. Prior fights of the fighters. It's right there in that Excel sheet. So Anyway, the first find of the card. Let me just wrap this up. I got distracted by Thomas because Thomas is the man, and I uh, will give him some love there. Um, <laughs> uh, Thomas and Thomas. I got two Tommies here. Um, give me one second on those comments. I'll be right back to you with that. Let me finish this. This wrap up here of UFC. Las Vegas. So, Carlston Harris wins the fight over Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon got cut by the UFC before they bring him back now for this one one fight. Basically, probably got a few fights in the deal, but they bring him back last minute because Carlston Harris lost his fight. They bring him back Jared Gordon. Gordon is just not good. All that said, he did have some moments. Now his hands are so low; he doesn't block anything. Blocks everything in his face. He got those like big ass weird traps and like triangle man, like heads out there. Just not a good fighter, but at times made it a decent fight in the first round. Like it was close. And then Carlston Harris was like, listen, I'm just gonna I'll wrestle you, wear you out. I know you don't have much of gas tank. Gordon fought like two weeks ago. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like UFC just be UFC in right now. This is some low level shit. they be putting guys in there that fought two weeks ago for some other ringing promotion, a guy they cut already before, and they just need somebody that bad. So, yeah, minus 300, Carlson Harris was priced right. I regret not laying you know, more steam on it. We did have him into one last-minute parlay. We were like, listen, play it. He was on our Devil's Details episode. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, that was free money. Um, but if you were betting on him into the distance, no bueno, or fight not going to distance with a round two TKO, which we had, or the under two and a half, all those props we were like looking at, not playing them, but looking at those, none of those hit. <laughs> so yeah. Um, let me do this here because I do want to pull up our tip sheet, right? So our tip sheet for UFC Las Vegas. And you can find that in two places. It's available in two places and it's they're both free. That's important, right? They're both free. The first place is on our newsletter. Now, if you're not subscribed to a newsletter, you can still look at it. That's the nice thing about a newsletter you don't have to be subscribed it doesn't there's no like oh if you're not subscribed you can't see it if you just want to come by every week and look at it and like, you know, but not subscribe do it but if you subscribe you'll get the notification when it comes out it, it comes to your substack um app on your phone if you have a substack app Substack's the name of the actual platform the newsletter is on a really cool platform a free app download the substack app you get the notification you get the you know newsletter Read it on your phone, read part of it, peruse it, whatever you want to do, read it throughout the week. If you want to open it via email, do that as well. But the point is this, you don't have to subscribe either. You can just go and look at a newsletter. So with that said, the newsletter is where you can also find our full tip sheet for every full card breakdown that we're doing. We're going to be going over that tip sheet right now. And the second spot is going to be in our Google Drive. You're probably like, what's a Google Drive? What the fuck is that? Okay, it's super simple. If you go down below here on YouTube and look at our description here on YouTube, there's a link for our Google Drive, the Google Drive. Click that link. it goes to a page, a Google page, and there's folders there for like past events in our archive folder or the current events coming up, like UFC 286 and Invicta FC52 and so on and so on. And those folders have data sheets, film library, Fight No Breakdowns, and the tip sheet. So there you go. Two spots to find it. We're going to review that tip sheet, though, right now for UFC Las Vegas. Tommy writes in here, any idea why Chris Duncan versus Dusko lines got taken down? I don't know, Tommy. I'm glad you let us know. We'll have to scour the net and find out what's going on there. I would imagine it got taken down for one of two reasons. My My guess off the hand. Of course, possibly some kind of a cancellation or rescheduling from whatever, right? Something have happened, right? Or number two, there was like a major line movement. So for some reason, something happened. Uh, the books got tipped off. That, I don't know, like something. Nothing that's going to call the fight off, but like something that's significant. And they're just trying to like close it off right now as they read just the lines. But I'll tell you what, I like Duncan in that fight, and I hope they don't call it off. I like Duncan a lot. There's like minus 190, and I think he's a he's a pretty good fighter, undefeated. And Dusko Todorovic is an interesting fighter. <laughs> he's fun to watch because it's always going to be like crack-crack. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of gets knocked out, right? Durability issues, that's his problem. Thomas Manzanero writes in here, my man Thomas. He says, I personally search for one bet on the main card each week. I don't look at the odds and no parlay, so it's nice to follow professional work and predictions. Well, Thomas, Thomas, It's so nice of you, Thomas? Well, Thomas, the one thing that we're striving to do with the newsletter and with the, the content we're pushing out, let's say, for example, in our breakdown, is not just, hey, are you a better, and here's how you win money and blah, blah, blah. That's a solo lane. I feel like that's a lonely, lonely place to be from the standpoint of like, what's the, what's the, what's the reward? Oh, you won some money. You you gave out good winning picks. That is nice, but content, uh, I think that is where we want to be. So like good fighter interviews, right? In-depth analysis, research, sharing our tools, building a community of people like yourself, Thomas, who want to talk fights, positive mojo. Those all become the areas we want to focus on. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that, dude. And from a betting perspective, that's the least important part of the content. It really just comes down to, like you said, giving you guys content that you can find valuable in however you look at the sport. Use it as a a mechanism, part of your repertoire, part of your MMA toolbox. I encourage everyone, if you haven't done so already and you hear this video, subscribe to our Substack newsletter. You will not regret it. You will, you will be happy with it. There's absolutely no spam. I mean, we're like one of the fastest growing newsletters in all of the entire planet of mixed martial arts. Not kidding you. This newsletter is popping off. And now we're, I'm proud to say, actually looking at potentially bringing on like a few sponsors to the newsletter. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, we, we caught that much attention. Like our YouTube channel, we have like what 1.38 Thousand subscribers. We don't have many followers here. We're gaining a bigger audience little by little with people like yourself. Thomas you guys you guys are here But the newsletter is popping off and so I, I can't say enough, you know, I'm not a very good writer myself <coughs> Excuse me But we have two writers on staff that are writing <coughs> like all our content now which is great because I'm not a good writer <laughs> and uh yeah, it's well written, it's in depth, detailed to the point, punctuation, the whole nine grammar, you name it, it's there, very professional. And Thomas Montanero, thank you for mentioning it. So Tommy right in all you already bet Duncan. Yeah, man, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you, doggy. So let's talk about UFC Las Vegas, Marab Devashvili, and Peter Young, the tip sheet, the full tip sheet. And I'll make it fast because, quite honestly, we're taking forever here in this card. I got to keep it moving. Keep it moving, right? So let's go here and look at. Here's what the tip sheet looks like. If you're subscribed to our newsletter, you recognize it. You know. I tell people we track our bets because they're both available in two spots via tip sheet, but also you guys can always screenshot it and check and like, Oh, he edited it. Like, no, no, there's no editing. Every bet we place, we place it exactly at the line we we place it at. There's no hanky panky here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Tommy, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to talk about that. I I did an interview with Henrik. I'm going to be posting that interview this week. I'll talk to you about that in a second. Thank you for mentioning it, Tommy. So, okay. So tip sheet for UFC Las Vegas, Jan versus Vashvili. I'm going to go through it pretty fast. If you're here watching on YouTube and you're subscribed to the newsletter, you know what this looks like. You're looking at exactly what the newsletter shows you. And so the tip sheet's broken up into several sections: money line wagers, prop bets, parlays, parlay pieces, the specials, and total. So, first section is individual money line wagers. Happy to say that every single individual money line wager we played, they all cashed. They all cashed. That should never happen. So, hooray for Jeebus there. A quarter unit on Martinez to win a half unit at plus 200. Alexander Volkov at plus 135, a half unit to win 0.68 units. Lipsky to win at plus 280 according to win 0.70 units, Victor Henry at minus 140, 1.4 units, way too confident there. Honestly, that was bad, bad gambling, bad analysis. Looking back, we got very lucky there. Slow decision win. Sometimes you sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? Then Vitor Petrino to win at minus 110, according to win 0.23 units, another close fight. So our individual bets, we had 2.65 units on the line, to win 3.11 units, and we walk away with exactly that, 3.11. Very clean, well-shaved, very appropriate. We like it. Let's move on prop bets. Prop bets, not so much. If you see a prop bet crossed out or any bet crossed out, like the case of Ricardo Ramos wins round three, the whatever, whatever, that fight got canceled. We keep it there. So, again, we don't want to make too many changes to our, our tip sheet. Like for example, it was there was a card like a few weeks ago. It must have been a PF. It was a female PFL card like two weeks ago where it just got ripped apart. Like half the car was replacements. Our tip sheet, we didn't change it. It was it was destroyed. We have a, we had a bunch of parlays where like one leg and um, but whatever we put there for you guys early in the week, whatever it comes out, we stick with it. And so, you know, again, just for transparency, we're not doing any funny business here. So Ricardo Ramos is crossed out because we were looking we, we were looking to play that spot. We had that spot to play. Unfortunately, that b- ends up being nullified, right? So first prop bet was Romanov round one submission at plus 575 doesn't happen. Volkov round three KO does not happen. Of course, that fight ended in round one by a KO from Volkov. Said to my met off by submission at plus 450. Thought it was a pretty good play there. That would be one of his most likely paths to victory, but doesn't happen. Lose that bet. Vitor Petrino round one KO. Man, he hit that kid so many times so hard. Round one, round two, and round three doesn't happen, though. So we had Vitor Petrino round one KO, round two KO. Both those props, unfortunately, do not cash. Anton Turkle round three KO, or round three finish, I'm sorry, at plus 100, doesn't cash. Davey Grant round three KO. No. Round three finish yes by submission, but not KO. Hafal Sunso round one finish by submission plus two thousand, kind of juicy there. Doesn't happen. Do miss round one submission. I mean, you see a common theme here. Our prop bets were just yeah not so good. I'll say this though, in some defense here, I'm being a little defensive, defensive right now. Okay, our prop bets, those numbers are like plus two thousand, plus seven hundred, plus you know six hundred, thousand eight hundred. We're looking to win one or two to break even. We win three or four, we're into some really good money. We win five or six, we're like, wow, great night. So, you know, 10 bucks, five bucks, 15 bucks, those are the levels of investment we're doing here. So, Kennedy by decision at plus 1800, no. Kennedy by submission, no. Lipsky by decision at plus for 80, 10 bucks to win $48, basically. I just wish I would have pulled the trigger for some more money, right? Victor Henry round one, three, what round three TKO at plus 1200. No Bueno. So for our prop bets, we finish off with negative 0.87 units. Negative 0.87 units. Again, guys that are in the chat, I will be talking about the Enrique uh, fighter in a second, because again, had a chance to interview him. The interview will be up this week. He fights his Friday. He beat Alex Pereira in a mixed martial arts fight. Very interesting. That fight's actually out there on, on YouTube or somewhere. We watched it on the internet. It's available somewhere. Okay, so for prop bets, prop bets again, negative 0.87 units. Uh, so we move on. All right, let's go now down to uh, parlays. Okay, parlays. So for our parlays, here we go. We had Krylov versus Span, no distance, minus 450. Petrino versus Turkle, no distance, minus 195. Oh my gosh, yeah. But that Petrino fight killed us. So first parlay goes down. units to win one unit. We were so confident in that pick. Span versus Krylov, Petrino versus Turkle. No distance, violence in that Turkle fight. No, so lose that bet there. Next one, next parlay, had Petrino and in there as well, no distance, so lose that one. Next parlay, we had Ramos in there. Ramos, we lose that leg. Dumas versus Frem, no distance, minus 300. That catches. Kennedy versus Bautista, no distance, minus 450. That catches. We have one unit to win 1.10 units, so we win that bet. Ramos, minus 350. That was removed, right? I should have probably put that in there. That was a, a bet that was actually canceled. Jan, Williams, Dumas. Jan loses that. Probably done. Henry at minus 140. Grant at minus 140 equals plus 194 odds. A half unit to win 0.97 units. That was a nice one right there. I wish we could get, pull the trigger for some more money there. I mean, that was, a, that was a good parlay. Hindsight. Even though Henry kind of barely won, right? And Greg got lucky. Yeah, that was actually very lucky. Very lucky. Volkov versus Romanov, no distance at minus 245. That hits. Jan versus Marab going over two and a half rounds. That hits. And then Krylov, no distance, minus 450, plus at 110 odds, a half unit to win, 0.5 units. We'll take it. Harris to win. Dumas versus Frem, no distance. Gravely versus Henry to start second round, minus 550. That was plus 110 odds, a unit to win, 1.10 1.10 units. So in total for parlays, we finish off with plus 1.29 units. We had 5.43 on the line to win 7.31. Ideally, we end up winning we end up winning 1.29. For our parlay pieces, and I'll tell you what, it's so frustrating when we have a parlay piece that falls off because these are all like the ones we feel so confident in that Petrino versus Turco fight. God damn it. Turco was so strong, would not go down. So that was one parlay piece that was not successful. We had that fight not going to decision at minus minus one ninety five, and it does go to full decision. Kraloff versus spin, no distance, minus 450. That, correct. Dumas versus Fremd, no distance, correct there. And then Aldrich versus Lipsky, the fight goes over a round and a half at minus 350. So we had three of our four parlay pieces accurately picked. For our specials, our specials, the KGB crew. <laughs> That's funny. The KGB crew, for those that are too young to know what that reference is, the former Secret Service military in Russia used to be the KGB. All right. And so we put some Russians in there. Volkov to win, Numagamedov to win, and Yan to win. And lo and behold, two of the three lose. Yan and Numagamedov both lose. We lose 25 bucks. We move on. Team Brazil. After Lipsky won, I was like, oh shit, Lipsky won, Silva won. I'm like, okay, now. And now Petrino won too, but that was later on. Uh, Sunso comes up. I'm like, who knows, right? You know, we got 10 bucks to win 2.4 units. I mean, 10 bucks to win 240 bucks. I'm like, yeah, Sunso." didn't happen. Now we removed Lipsky and a Sunso. Hindsight, keep Lipsky, remove Asunso. We removed Lipsky and a Sunso. And if you just kept Petrino at minus 110, and silver 200 together. That was plus 186 odds. A half unit to win 1.43 units. Not bad. New kids on the block parlay. Okay, well, this one right here is uh, pretty straightforward. We had Dumas in there. Williams, he wins. Betrino wins. Bautista fight no distance. That all happens, but man, Dumas drops the ball. A quarter unit out the window. We remove Betrino in the next line. We should remove Dumas. Ugh, right? And lose another half unit there. So, not good for the new kids on the block parlay. Like. The full card without Bautista and Aldrich. We, we knew, we knew, we knew Aldrich was like, we knew Aldrich was like, no, Aldrich. We just didn't know about Dumas. <laughs> Dumas killed us, right? So, Dumas was the, the loser there. I mean, look at that right there. Everything else there is right except for Jan and Dumas. Damn you, Dumas and Jan. So, we lose what, 10, 15, 25, 30 bucks there on that parlay for the full car without Bautista and Aldridge. And we were confident, Jan, yeah, that's unfortunate. The parlay pieces parlay, (laughs) the parlay pieces parlay, AKA the triple P. I'm gonna start quoting that term. It's called the triple P now. Triple P is our parlay pieces parlay. That makes any sense. So Turkle versus Petrino, no distance. That was the only one that fucked it up. (laughs) We would have had a full half unit on the line to win 1.54, and that fight ends up costing us. So for our specials, we finished off with negative 0.47 units. A summary of our specials, we had 2.4 units on the line for our specials parlays to win 35.94 units. We ended up only walking away with negative 0.47. So our grand total, our total exposure was... 12.03 12.03 units to win 59.68 units for UFC Las Vegas. Jan versus, uh, versus Vashvili. We end up winning 3.06 units plus 3.06 and or $306. We'll take it. Uh, the Turkle fight, if that fight doesn't go the distance, we end up in a much better spot. And then, of course, if Jan ends up living up to the potential that we thought he had, much better spot, and uh, the Dumas fight. We should have saw it coming. Uh, we 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 had the we had the uh, the information, and we should have been a little bit more on top of it. So we are a part of two tapology groups, and I, I want to start by giving them both a, a big shout out because
1: good people run these groups.
0: I'll start off here first with the MMA holes. I'm not sure if you guys know these two. It's a husband and wife combination, MMA Holes, and they run a channel. Look them up. It's like it goes right there, MMA Holes. On YouTube, they have a bunch of shit going on there, nice little community of people. They roll deep. They remind me a little bit of the MMA guru community, but they have their own swagger and uh, good people. Anyway, so I'm in that group over there with them. And if you go back here to a previous event, where are we at here? There we are. Second place, second F in place. Congratulations to Irie Sparks, who finishes off number one. We got 670 points, had 11 of the fights correctly picked. Obviously, the, we talked about the two we hadn't correctly picked, but that was pretty amazing because that group is filled with a lot of people. That's, I mean, I mean, how many people put in that group? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, I I would venture to say hundreds, right? Let's, I don't know. I don't know how many people are. Lot, a lot, a lot. Let's, let's, I mean. 191 people. That would be correct, I think. Even though, like, the last people we didn't even pick anything. So that counts. But so that was pretty cool. We didn't win the group, but it was good to be up there in a group that's got a lot of, you know, a good casual group of fans. Now, in the BC Dave group, if you guys want in this group, send him a, a request. That's BC underscore Dave. You see it right there. BC underscore Dave UFCMA. This is a collection of, um, Good minds in the UFC universe. I mean, people that cover the sport, people that, you know, do some videos, whatever. But uh, good overall community, very smart, high fighter IQ. And we were so fortunate this week to finish on top. I do have to give a special shout out, though. My man in second place, Saba. You see this guy here, Saba MMA? He won last week, right? And five points was the only difference between us. Five points. He very well was about to win this week again. This guy is sharp. I got to find a way to tap into you know, his. This guy's smart, man. Saba. I think he's from the United Kingdom. Top 10, top 10 in that group. One gives us out here. So BC Dave finishes number six. All right, Dave. Dave won a few weeks ago, I believe. Papa Chuck at number seven. Very good. My man, Raj. Raj. We'll give you the top 10 there, Roger. Top 10. And then going down a field of name. VC repair man. He's usually in the top. Let's just had an off week there, but not that bad. 455. Um, Siki, Man, Siki. Some good names here. Real news MMA. So this guy, real news MMA, very sharp. Like, I mean, he's in the middle of the pack this past week, but this guy is sharp. MMA Jesus, another guy that's just awesome, dude. Johnny K Picks. Dirty Reg. You're talking about a great collection of misfits that love mixed martial arts. I'm happy to be in that group. It's a privilege. And this week, we ended up being on top. But you know what? We're happy to pass that baton on to someone else next week as we make our way back up to the winner's circle at some point because it is hard to win this group. And more importantly, Saba. Geez, Saba. You almost went back to whack back to weeks, dude. That is absolutely super-duper impressive. Okay. On that note, let me get here to a few of my notes I, I kind of got off track here and I need to also pull up my my general notes here for the show tonight um let's talk about the fallout from UFC Las Vegas right the the, the repercussions of what has happened and I guess the next few moves right how does the UFC handle Marab saying he doesn't want to fight his teammate we saw a press conference with Dana. Mr. Dana, can I call him deny White? <laughs> That'd be inappropriate, Deny White. Actually, I need to be very respectful of Dana White. We have some news to break tonight uh, that I'm very, very happy to announce. But uh yes, we are very pro UFC around here. You'll be hearing that quite a bit uh moving forward, and we are very happy with our, our friends in the UFC. We'll explain that to you guys. Some breaking news tonight. But... Let me get back to my thought process. I need to pull up my notes here. I, I'm, I'm twiddling, twiddling, and twiddling, dumbing. And uh, here we go, trying to find my notes. And I'm in the wrong place. I was on that guy M A Guru's channel earlier. I was. I think I talked about this before. It's unbelievable. The following, right? The following is incredible. I, 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 I respect the grind, man. Respect the grind. I just, I don't know. These people love him. And the one thing he does that I would never maybe tinker with is like, you know, he comes to the fighters, man. He comes at the neck. <laughs> I don't know. Seems a bit reckless, but, uh you know. Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate you, brother. I do. Oh, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas, do that, dude. Go ahead and look at this group. Thank you, Thomas. Yes, bro. It's going to be also, this is available via podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just look up MA Fight Club and you'll see our breakdowns available there. I'm not sure about you, but when I'm on the move, the YouTube thing is not really flexible for me because then you put in your pocket, you, you, you know, it hits the, the pause button, whatever, whatever the, the ability to put the podcast on your phone, right. And play the podcast in the background. You can still shuffle through your emails Still send you know booty shots to your girlfriend. I mean, I'm just. I mean, you could do whatever you want to do on your phone, but you have the podcast playing in the background. So that's pretty dope. You know what I mean, that's pretty dope. Anyway, uh thank you, Thomas. You guys have both been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure having you guys here. Umar versus Rob. And you see that? Yeah, yeah. Tommy, they're talking about that already of course Thomas let's get these bookies so yeah so this week was nice thank you again for for all those that are playing in that group and if you want to get in there bc underscore dave blow that group up um and then of course the goat milk group uh ma holes i'm not sure that's your flavor i understand that's not your style they have their own style for how they broadcast but it is interesting they're they're they have a cult okay (laughs) they have a fucking cult and we can only one day hope to be like them uh East Coast vibe, New York City vibe. We're, we're, you know, we're we're Northeastern. We're Yankees. You know, we're not those like Midwesterner folk. So we're having a hard time, you know, capturing the audience. But hopefully, with your support, you know, we'll we'll get it done. But yeah, Goat Milk. They have a, a group there. You can subscribe to that group. Send them a message, or whatever. I think they'll let you in there. Uh, they're pretty friendly. You know what I'm saying. So all right, let's keep it moving. So last week, I do need to also go ahead at least just quickly touch upon PFL Challenger Series that was last Friday night. You may have forgotten about it because a lot has happened since then. But last Friday night was week seven of Challenger Series. We did have a pre-fight show. And uh, the long and short of it is that my man Impa Kasaganai ends up getting the contract. Uh, of course you recognize Impekasaganai from his time over at uh the UFC and he had a you know a little bit of a short-lived experience, but ends up going ahead and now moving over to PFL, gets the win, gets a knockout in round one, and it was a highlight type of knockout. Like he knocked his kid Osama El It was terrible. Knocked him sideways all over the place. And Taylor Johnson also gets a nice knockout in round one, too. It wasn't as exciting looking. People thought maybe oh he deserves it because his opponent was a little bit better or whatever, but Johnson does not get the contract. Billy Alkana looked good, got a win as a slight dog, I believe. No, Slay is pick him, pick him. Roland Roland Dunlop, he was the slight dog, I believe, and he got a win, looked pretty good there. First two fights were decision, uh, third and fourth fights got a finish. So last two guys were brought out as the final two finalists, you know what I mean? in The show, and then of course it came down to the judges and the fan vote. They picked Impa Impa gets the contract. We'll see Impa Sakana again this year. At some point, he's 11-3 now. Not a bad record, right? Kind of interesting. You get think of an uh, input like, oh, man, what's wrong with this guy? Like, he's oh, kind of got more left in the tank. All right, next one. US, I'm sorry, Bellator 292. If you were hiding in rock and didn't know about this card, a very exciting card. This happened over in San Jose, California. Weird start time. Though. It was like really early. Was, like, what time was this thing? It was like um... – Yes, yeah, 7.30 on Friday. So if you were watching this, it was like early on Friday The PFL later on, but main event was Usman madoff versus Benson Henderson. Usman, round one, rear naked choke, dominant performance, sends Benson Henderson into retirement. Benson Henderson, all praise, man. This guy, very well-respected, been around for a long time, very good career, uh, a fitting end, didn't get beat up, didn't get like concussed or cut. You know, didn't get, didn't get what like Fedor, like Fedor, uh, Malenko, his last fight kind of got pissed off. That was, that was a little tough. Right. But for Benson, he walks out of there, like still all intact. Uh, good for him. So is what it is. But he was on Kobe event. That was surprising. Tofiq and Alexander round three, a body kick from Alexander to Tofiq. Tofiq is like bending over like, Oh, you know, is it my balls, <laughs> my stomach? The referee does a replay. I'm like, lesson. it was your stomach. He hit you in the stomach. The, the the foot came down, grazed your nuts a little bit. That doesn't count. If you don't start fighting, Tafik, it's over. And Tafik's like, I can't keep fighting. And they call the fight. I, I wonder if in translation they had the referee was like in the corner talking to the corner guy, like, listen, come on. You know, I don't know. Uh, d rest. d rest. d rest. What's up, De rest? I love it, dude. Thank you for stopping by, homie. I appreciate you, man. So that fight ends up not going the distance and Shabley wins. Uh, Vassal wins by a elbow uh, on the ground. TKO after knocking Valentin Silly off his feet. Valentin Moldovsky definitely cost us money. We had him in a few parlays. Moldovsky continues to underachieve. Not bueno. I'm not going to bore you with the details of our tip sheet for Bellator 292 that is available via our newsletter. It's all there. We went negative like .75 units. Like very close to uh, even money, but this right here, that cost us. Moldovsky losing. We should have known better. This guy keeps falling down in good spots. Not a good look. Prior fight. Michael Page, Giotti, Yamauchi. Page wins the fight. Look at the replay. He kicked Yamauchi in the knee, and it put a dent in this motherfucker's knee. Like, literally, it was a a car dent in the kneecap of Giotti. and I would... I'm not a doctor, but I would venture to say I think he, like, Dented other this motherfucker's like, kneecap. Broke the kneecap or something like that. So yeah, crazy kick. Like first strike of the fight. 20-something seconds into the first round. Page wins. He's like a minus 130 on the line. We had him like for a full unit. We'll take it. Enrique Barzola wins by decision. He was favored like minus 275. Easy win there for most people who are betting on him. Josh Hill by split decision. This is the one. We had Hill parlayed. We were like, oh, Hill's like, a ah, guy, split decision over Spell. Oh my gosh. Yeah, a sweat and a half. Khalid Matsalyev Murtza- wins over Tony Johnson by unanimous decision. Happy with that because Khalid we had him parlayed at minus 300 He gets it done. Uh y- Yagish Mura- Muradov, <laughs> tough name to say. Yagish Yarmuradov versus Julius Anglicus. Anglikis, we didn't touch this fight, but Anglikis was like a minus 175 favorite and he loses. Yakir he wins the fight by decision. No play in that fight for us. So, Wired Anderson by rear naked choke round one over Julia Luna. Easy fight, but Anderson was like minus five hundred to you know play him was just all parlay right. We had him as a parlay piece, and he got the job done. First fight, Diego Hag round one submission over Adam Wamzali. and that was a round one submission like a minus one thousand favorite. Diego Hag got it done. Easy peasy, fo Again, though, for Bellator, let me not be lazy. Let me tell you guys how we finished for Bellator. I'm going to give you guys an exact number here. For Bellator, we ended up being negative. I'm not going to lie to you. They all came out to that Moldovsky. Oh, Moldovsky. Goddamn you. So we were negative 1.33 units for Belly. Negative 1.33. That was tough. And negative also on PFL. We ended up finishing up negative, I'll tell you right now, because PFL. Yeah, so PFL and Bellator whooped our ass last week and thankfully bounced back a little bit. Not enough a bit, but a little bit here with um, UFC Las Vegas. So for PFL Challenger Series last week, we were negative 4.39. That's right. That's right. We lost every bet on PFL Challenger Series last week. I just said it. Every, every fucking bet we placed, we had, negative, we had negative 4.39 as our result. That's exactly how much we had in the line. We had 4.39 units in the line to win 22.10, and we lost every unit. To go over the full car with you and how we did that would be painful, but I'll save you the time and tell you that it's all available via our, our newsletter if you want to go there and make fun of us and send me some mean tweets, you can. Unbelievable. We were trying to win money there, I promise you. We're trying. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, let me go ahead and uh, collapse that screen there. So for, um, that wraps up last week. I mean, it was an LFA event last week, but you know what, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna. Not doing it. Not gonna do it. too much going on. Like KSW, I love KSW. Now, I can't touch it. It's just too much. It's too much off the radar, you know what I mean? You are right about that, Tommy Unders. Barzola had much more experience, went out there, was clean, easy win. If you parlayed him, well done. So tore his patella tendon made the kneecap slide up to the leg look oh got you okay so the patella tendon is a tendon that runs right underneath of the kneecap and in essence keeps the kneecap in place the kneecap is a freely floating you could feel it like you know well actually as you get older it's different, right? It's funny because like, I'm older now. I can feel my kneecap is moves a lot less. When you're young, like when you're like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, 13, like mess your kneecap, you'll see the kneecap will like, you can like push it around and move it around a little bit. So it has some flexibility, but it's attached by the patella tendon. And if you were to injure that tendon, you would compromise the kneecap and its stability. That kick, like Tommy's explaining, that kick that came from Paige, it must have ruptured the tendon. It hit right below the kneecap. If you could imagine that, like right below the kneecap where the tendon would be attaching to the, the rest of the knee there, you break that. And what ends up looking like a dent is just because the kneecap ends up being pulled up. Yeah, It's just terrible looking injury. Um, I mean, no, there's been much worse. It's just gnarly looking. I mean, it just gives you an idea of how nasty Paige is. Paige is like, I just bought some bare boxing, bare knuckle, man. I'm out here. I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank you for that information though, Tommy. I appreciate it. So, so real quickly here. Just putting a, a, a bow on UFC Las Vegas. Marab, he doesn't want to fight now. His boy Sterling is his own teammate. Uh Dana White is a press conference and says, well, if he doesn't do that, it's not gonna be good for him. I mean, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta do what you, your boss and your organization wants you to do. Man, you gotta you gotta keep moving up. And if Mirab does not want to move up and keep fighting, then push this dude back. Other people want the belt. And if Marab doesn't want to get the belt from his teammate, Dana's right. Move you back to the line, dude. Get to the back of the line. Other guys want it. So I, even though I understand what Marab is saying, he's trying to be loyal as his teammate. Like, it's the fight game, dude. It's the fight game. Put your feelings feelings at the door. Come out here and fight. If you you want to get into the career of uh, being a pastor or a priest or you want to be a lawyer or advocate for people that have, you know, uh, underprivileged, go do that. You're in the fight game. You fight in a cage. That's your office. Get over yourself. And I think that's what 95% of what Dana is trying to tell most of these people out there, media included, like, this is the fight game. Stop acting like this is academia. We're not at Yale. It's not a picnic. Fighters. The fall of Jan. Jan might be overrated. We'll find out. He might be overrated. So before I jump into Invicta FC 52, which is coming up this week, and we'll talk about that card for a second. My man, my man. High three came through. I got to say hello. High three thoughts on the whole Dumont situation. So... Yeah, I I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'll I'll just just quickly say that um, I interviewed him enough and then talked to him enough offline to tell you that, you know, I was concerned about wagering on him directly this weekend. Um, I think the kid's not like a, he's not a bad person the way that some people are paying him out to be. There's something good in him. Uh, You got to, you know, look for it at times, but he's just young. He's he's, he's going through things in life. He's been through some stuff that's very stressful. Um, stuff that was both his fault and stuff that wasn't his fault. And um, I was worried about him being this like two to one favorite, but friend looked so bad in his last fight. And I thought, well, if Dumas long arms get his arms around this guy's neck, we could see a submission, you know, by Dumas. I thought it was still possible. I think Dumas can have a career in mixed martial arts. There's no question, just has to pull everything else in. And so, uh, shame on me though for not using what was the inside information that I knew to possibly fade him here. I should have faded him not because he's not a good person, not because he's got domestic violence accusations, not because of rumors that he's you know he's a he's very cool with me. Everyone's on the up and up, no issues. Um, young guy, just young guy. That's all. Was, young person. Young people do young stuff, right? Young, young dumb stuff. But it's not like you know, not not uh, not evil not sure to be vindictive, you know, Uh, but I knew enough was there. There was some smoke that it was like, uh, yeah, probably not a good betting spot. Um, But what ends up blowing up in our face is that, you know, again, we had these information, so we should have known better. Anyway, so that's my thoughts on that high three. I hope that helps you. I'm not going to I would never feel comfortable divulging certain details about my dialogue with him that would be critical of him in any way, shape, or form because he's got a career and I, I think highly of what he can become and wherever my concerns are, are all things that are normal people concerns that everyone deals with on a daily basis that he can fix or not fix, but address. I hope he does. And we'll be here. We'll interview him many times more. And he knows how we feel. I talked to him uh, the night before the fight. I talked to him the night after the fight, you know, and, and so we're, we're people that are very much in his corner, but you know, like any athlete, constructive criticism is a good thing right so if we're giving him constructive critiques that are coming from a positive place it's not coming from some like ah oh, i bet on you man you fucked up my parlay no that's not that's no, not what we're talking about here <laughs> so uh hype right here 135 such 100, a good hard uh division to yeah yeah it is dude yeah it is Guru the pig right? in your thoughts on John Jones, Holly Holmes, Valentina Love triangle. Up uh, listen, I I don't know about this. I heard about the hotel thing. That was weird. I don't know. Like John Jones running around in the hotel and like a towel. And 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 yeah. But there's, pro- there's probably no truth in that though. You could you could spin that in your head as much as you want to, but there's probably no truth in that at all. And uh yeah, yeah, that's probably just you know fantasy land. <laughs> um Right here, what would you enjoy more? Marab ending this the sugar hype train or Volk ending Marabs? Ooh. <laughs> um, I think Marab ending the sugar hype train. I'm not anti-Sugar Shane. I'm not. I, I just I don't think he's that good. I don't think he even beat Peter Young, but whatever. So yeah, put that into a, a pipe and smoke it. Speaking of which, speaking of which. Um Let me do this for you guys because, because I want to do a little brief intermission, if we can. Is it okay if we do a little intermission for you guys? I'm going to just go ahead and pop some tunes on right quick. And while I do that, we'll also get ready to talk about Invicta FC 52. And keep the comments going though. Guru, you guys listen. Keep it going. You guys own the chat. You guys own the chat. I'm just here with you, man. I'm just a it's your world. I'm just living in it. You know what I'm saying? Pop on some tunes. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the peace pipe real quick. I got some super duper exciting news for you guys. If you if you stay tuned here tonight, another half an hour before we close things down. I got some really cool news to tell you guys. It's uh I'm excited. I'm so excited. But I'll be back to talk about the week coming up and um, some pretty cool news. So, I'll be right back. You're here live. virtually Manny G. the 15th of March coming up. i just ask you a moment. It's the morning of the 13th of March, 2023, 132 a.m. 28 minutes until the top of the hour, East Coast time. If you're with us from anywhere in the world, say hello. Tell us where you're at. And I'll be right back with you guys. back boys and girls give me a second to set up our extra screen here okay okay we're getting there we're getting there trying to do too much at the same time typical man stuff you know men try to do too much at the same time no no bueno So looking at the week ahead here, we have a lot going on. We're going to cover Invicta. We're going to cover PFL Challenger Series week number eight, last week. And, of course, UFC 286, Edwards versus Usman, part three. In between, you have Cage Warriors 150, 150 maybe, maybe LFA, some boxing, um, we're fully back into it, right? Like, we're we're so far removed from the uh, the times of the COVID. So now you have, like, tons of events. I still don't get why mixed martial arts promotions that are higher level attempt to do events the same day as UFC. That still boggles my mind, but it, it does continue to still happen. Not so much this weekend, though we have some weird start times. Let's jump into the first fight card we're going to see this week. Hear me out, Invicta FC, if you're not familiar with it, listen, hear me out here. Invicta has a ton of former alumni that are in the UFC. Some of them have become UFC heavyweight. I said heavyweight. Did I say just heavyweight? Have become UFC champions. Um, same thing in Bellator. You've seen some of the girls from Invicta do a great job. We interviewed um, her first name, Lee Brock. Is it Amanda Lee Brock? Uh, Lee Brock last year, who was in the who was in Invicta, now is in the PFL. I mean, they have a lot of good fighters. So, if you have some time on Wednesday night, it's free on YouTube. You could bet on it on FanDuel, DraftKings, all the major sports books offer lines for Invicta FC. Legitimate promotion, nothing shady about it. All female fighters. So, if you like watching females roll around and fight, kind of cool. It's also a like half card, like six, seven fights. They don't give you the whole full card. It's midweek, Wednesday night. What the fuck else are you doing? Tune in 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Pull up YouTube. It's totally free. We're going to have a watch party starting at 9 o'clock p.m. You can watch it with us. 830, we'll start our pre-fight show for this card. In any case, you got seven bouts in the card in total. We've broken down these fights already, and the video breakdown is already available on our channel if you want to watch that video breakdown for each fight. We'll give you a quick synopsis of who we have, and uh, the lines have come out for this, but the lines are like initial lines. So you're talking about they just got released. So for example, main event, Valeska Machado at minus 500 versus Danny McCormick. We like Machado to win the fight by decision. If you want to bet on Danny McCormick by decision, not a bad spot. Valesca Machado is probably going to win, but she doesn't have finishing power. So Valeska to win is our pick. Indiana Silva to win by a knockout at minus 120 over Karolina Wojcik. Karolina Wojcik's fought a little bit in Bellator. A name that's been around, but eh, she's kind of struggled recently. Shauna Bannon versus Mina Grusander. Bannon at minus 360. We like her to win the fight. She's a bit of like a social media favorite for Invicta. You know, she's pretty blonde. She's had some work done. You can tell she cares about her looks, put it that way. And uh, she's 4-0. Looking to go five and zero, oh. they got her against a fighter who hasn't fought in like three years, who's about five years older, mid thirties versus Shana Band, who's like twenty nine. Looks to me clearly like the you know Invictus trying to set her up, keep her moving, maybe get her signed to the UFC or get a contender t- 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 series maybe the- later this year, something of that nature. So yeah, big favorite here, here to win, and we do like her to win. Next fight down, Fatima Klein at minus six hundred versus Natasha Kuzentina. Kuzint- Before the line came out, we were choosing Natasha granted we were understanding that she could be an underdog but plus 425 i couldn't believe it we're playing natasha to win by round one submission here's our thing on klein klein could come out here and look amazing she can come out here and look better than she looked in her last fight which would be kind of good because honestly her last fight she didn't look good okay so we're looking at the last fight for klein where she was a minus like a minus 375 favorite you know like minus 375-ish for Klein last fight. And she didn't look it. She looked tired at times, disinterested, and was not a minus 375 favorite. So now she's minus 600. And we're like, wait a second. Natasha Kusatina trains at a small gym called ATT. Has a judo, mixed martial arts, you know, jiu-jitsu background. I mean, she looks like she's about that life. Thick neck, short haircut. Just saying, Fatima Klein did not look good last fight. We're playing Natasha to win this fight outright at plus 425. And when the submission prop comes out, we're playing that too. Moving down, Amanda, uh, tough last name, Amanda Mososi, I don't know, Mososi, Amanda versus Sayuri Cannon. Amanda's a minus 250 favorite. We're on Amanda to win the fight. We like her quite a bit. Sayuri Cannon's coming off a long layoff and yeah, we're not high on Cannon. Next fight down, Myra Canturia at minus 350, 355 over Kaylee Cutler. Myra to win by submission. Along with Amanda winning by submission, we'd like those fighters quite a bit in those fights to beat their opponents. Kendra McIntyre, who's never fought, is a minus 350 favorite over Diana Sanchez, who has fought, just haven't fought in a while, and she hasn't fought much competition. Doesn't look very good. And her profile picture they just took the other day, oh my, oof. Not very, like, uh, flattering. Doesn't make you... Um, it doesn't just invoke, uh, let's say, confidence. <laughs> but Kendra McIntyre, who in the F is that? Um, oh, wow. You guys had a lot going on the chat. Let me give me a second here. I'm going to catch up in just a second in the chat. So Invicta FC52, let me cut things off right there. If you want the full tip sheet for this card, that is going to be released tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock a.m. It comes out with a newsletter for Invicta FC52, the full breakdown of written format. The links to like the video breakdown, the Excel sheet, data sheet with the with the the film library and all of our resource links are all there along with a full tip sheet. That will come out tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. If you want that, it's free. There's no like hook. There's no pay later. Like, there's no there's nothing. There's no free trial, whatever. There's no credit cards. Sign up for our free newsletter. The link is down below. I'm going to put it right here for you guys. One second. The link for our newsletter is right here. Sign up for our newsletter, Com. It's run by Substack. You can download that app to your phone, get the email notifications to your phone. You'll get one notification per week per card. So if you're subscribed to our newsletter this week, you're going to get a notification for Invicta FC52, a full card breakdown written up, a link to the video breakdown, a link to the Excel sheet. That's all in this one email notification that goes right to your Substack folder. You don't have to open your email. Write you to your email, right to your Substack folder. It's in there. It's categorized. You read part of it, open it up later on, put it away, read it while you're laying down in bed, whatever. But the point is that newsletter tip sheet for that individual car will give you also – I mean not tip, tip sheet. That newsletter for that individual car will give you everything including the tip sheet. So this week you're going to get Invicta FC52, PFL Challenger Series number 8, and then UFC 286. Those three will come out. So if you were subscribed last week, last week you received – Challenger series number seven, UFC uh, Las Vegas, and then Bellator 292. So again, that's how it works. you get three notifications, three emails, full card breakdown, the whole details. Subscribe to our newsletter again. That's MMAfightclub.substack.com. If you're listening via if you're listening via podcast again, again, that's MMAfightclub.substack.com. Substack spelled S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K.com. They get that to free source for newsletters. I learned about. It. I learned about it like what a month ago, two months ago. We started building this newsletter six months ago. I wasn't even aware of this thing. This is, our writers are doing this. It's outside my wheelhouse, but uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, give me one second, guys. Let me just go ahead and blow my nose because right now my nose is uh, is running, and I'm going to keep sniffing my nose during the broadcast. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. I had to blow my nose. I don't want to hear you guys just hear me sniffling the entire time on this broadcast. So um comments here. Let me just catch up real quick. Um time rates in here. Cheeto the dog versus San Hagen. Ooh, yeah, good fight. I like Cheeto there, but you know, San Hagen, he's a good fighter. I like Cheeto though. I like him doing the fight. I think Cheeto's got more of a, a little more of an edge. Put it that way, right? That's pre-fight breakdown. If I break the fight down, I might feel different later on, but I think Cheetah wins that fight. Guru the Pig writes in here, thoughts on Bilal? Remember the trains, Muhammad being the engineer whom hit Matt Hughes that day on the tracks. Train, Allah, train. I mean, listen. um, Malal, uh, Malal, I just couldn't combine his first and last name. Bilal Muhammad is a controversial guy. Like People either don't like him, or they or they root for him I'm in the middle I find him to be an uneventful fighter. he's not very exciting to watch so th- that leaves me in a very like weird place. he's not dominant with grappling doesn't get any finishes wins by decision yeah I'll pass on that I'll pass on that but I respect the guy you know he's from the Middle East and you know, you know yeah former wrestler wrestled in college. Thoughts on power slap being the second best promoting combat sports. Listen. All right. You just brought up I have to talk about. So power slap. I'll talk about it. I'm not, I'm, not too, I'm not too proud to talk about power slap. But let me let me let me tell you guys some stuff that I know about power slap that needs to really be like you got to draw the line here. The fighters that are in the UFC can't not, they cannot stand this shit. There was a video of Michael Chandler and he was like, oh, I'm at my first power slap and he's a promo thing. And he's a company guy. He's with the ultimate fighter, right? He's a company guy. He's commentating for ESPN. And you know, he's a company guy. Every fighter I talk to is aggravated to all hell about this power slap shit. Can't stand it. I can't stand it. They, they specifically cannot stand that the same referees who referee them in an octagon, in a serious fight are out there refereeing that they can't stand that it's being held in the same arena, the apex where they fight. They, they can't stand that Dana white is putting, be- look, look, I just want to put this out there. Dana due to scheduling conflicts by his admission has not been able to put the belt around some champions like not Ngannou when he, when he defeated Cyril right? He was there to put the belt around these guys at the power slap. <laughs> so the fighters cannot stand this. They, they've told me on the record, off the record. Some of those interviews I've been able to publish, some of those I haven't been able to publish. It's okay. I can tell you, fighters do not like it. Fighters and coaches find it to be okay. If you want to do, okay. but they do not want to be aligned with that shit. And they cannot believe that their organization is so invested in this, when, according to the fighters, they have a lot on their plate that needs to still be resolved, things that they have going on that to help them. So, hold on a second. <coughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, high three. Me too. Me too. Ian Gary look good. Oh, you mean? Uh, I'm sorry. You mean? Um. You mean? Uh, Valeska. Yeah, she'll win. Valeska will win this fight. She's going to win this fight. No question about it. Hyper right in here. I'd love to know the stat of how many Invicta fights go the distance. Wow. I'll tell you a funny story. I was. I bet in the fight. So I remember it, but it was last year. Invicta fight card. It was like 105 pounders Adam weight division. And I had some kind of prop relating to the fight going distance over two and a half whatever and it ended in round one like a minute girl got knocked out and i was like so yeah mixed martial arts dude <laughs> you never know you never know good writes in here considering the epic power of the stockton slap but will smith hate ts power slap out break every pay-per-view record while simultaneously breaking the internet and the power grid setting humanity into the stone age yeah if you could somehow put together a promotional fight slap card that literally involved like, like Nate Diaz, Will Smith, Chris Rock. I mean, there's not enough money, right? But like you're thinking guru, I like your style guru. I like your style. Anyway, so for Invicta FC uh, uh, 52, yeah, our picks are Sanchez, Cantoria, Amanda, Natasha, Shauna, Adina Silva, and Valeska. For the full card breakdown, again, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, It comes out tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock a.m. The video breakdown for this entire card is already out. And on that note, let's keep it moving. Let's go here to the next fight on the card of this week. It's going to be Friday. So Friday this week is going to be multiple events. The first event is going to be Cage Warriors. That's right. So Cage Warriors starts at, no, no, KSW. KSW starts at 1 o'clock on Friday. I don't get it. I don't know. I guess Cage Warriors has no interest in appealing to the United States audience, so they're going to go off at 1 o'clock on Friday. I like me some Cage Warriors. You can't bet on it uh, with DraftKings or or Fandle. That kind of stinks. Not sure why. Love the promotion, love their overall performance, but uh, they start on Friday at 1 o'clock. No one's going to be watching that here. Um. Give me a second there, Guru. I'll be right back with you guys in the comments section. Just give me a second to get through these next few uh, events coming up. i don't have a little bit of time here before I have to shut things down. It's been almost two hours, Jesus. Um. Yeah, high 3, too. high 3 and uh, Guru, I'll be right with you guys. So for KSW 80 on Friday, um, 1 o'clock, I'm not going to have much skin in the game there. I'm not going to do any breakdowns of it, but if you like KSW and you're up at 1 o'clock on Friday, not doing much, not working. You could find that. I'm not sure where it's available. It'll be play. it'll be somewhere, probably online, probably pay-per-views type of thing. Now, Cage Warriors 150 is in London at the O2 Arena. And so I want to talk about this. The O2 Arena. How did I lose my uh I lost my uh my notes over here? So at the O2 Arena on Saturday is going to be Cage Warriors 150. Main event's gonna be Jordan Musinik. Versus Tizanio Ferranti. And um, the rest of the card, I don't know. Haven't looked at it. I might get to some of the breakdowns of some fights. Just because the nice thing about Cage Warriors is they are available to bet on DraftKings and FanDuel. So from that standpoint, kind of got to look at them, right? So that's Cage Warriors. That'll be on Friday. And that'll be at... 4 o'clock. So 1 o'clock, KSW. 4 o'clock, Cage Warriors. And then we're not done on Friday. After that, it's going to be the PFL Challenger Series at 9 o'clock p.m. Four fights in that card, right? Excuse me a second. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Again, my allergies are just acting up this evening. My apologies. So Challenger Series on Friday, Kenley St. Louis, I remember him from earlier this season where he Got a win as a late replacement and got a finish, but didn't get the contract against Paulo Henrique, um, He fought as well a few weeks ago, but uh, didn't get a contract. So excuse me a second. I have to blow my nose. Give me one second, guys. I'll blow my nose. This way I can get rid of this and I'll be right back. All right, all right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so um, uh, this card is going to be these guys St. Louis versus Paulo Henrique. Uh, Jackie Catalina, she won her fight, got a finish, versus Edwin Martins, who also did well, but she was overweight. Denzel Freeman versus Raiden Kovacs, and then Quamel Otani versus Chris Brown. Correction earlier I did not interview Paul, Paulo Henrique, I interviewed Quamel Otani. Kwamele Tani is the guy who defeated Alex uh, I'm, uh, pff, geez, Alex. Um, Alex Pereira. Pereira, the current champion who beat uh, Adesanya. This guy, Kwamele Tani defeated Pereira when they were fighting mixed martial arts a few years ago. I interviewed him a few weeks ago. That interview is going to be airing this week. Come back to the channel. Check it out. Uh, you'll see the interview. We have a whole translator there for him because he speaks Portuguese. Great interview, though. And he fights again this Friday against Chris Brown. You got Raiden Kovacs, who's 0-0-0 versus Denzel Freeman, who's 3-0, and, and then Jackie Kelly in and 3-1 and versus Evelyn Martins, 3-0. So that's your lineup for Friday, a mixed bag of the fighters who they had from this season, kind of like a last-minute, like, we're going to give out maybe one or two more contracts It's your last chance type of thing. That's PFL Challenger Series week number eight last week for this season coming up, and that'll end the live pre-fight show and watch party for the challenger series for this season and for us for this year we're going to do a mix of two things for those paying attention now when the contender series starts up which is like mid-summer late summer we'll do a pre-fight show for that and then a live watch party for challenger series on tuesday nights when that comes up now between now and then we're going to have like invicta we'll do that on wednesday and we'll have a collection of different events we'll do sporadically for live events Like for this week, for example, we have Invicta on Wednesday pre-fight show live watch party, PFL on on Friday, PFL uh, pre-fight show watch party. We'll drop another episode of The Devil's Details, which we'll talk about that in a minute as well. That's a cool little show, which I'll talk to you about. And then, of course, on Sunday, we have the Mid-MMA, this show. So there's a busy week ahead. But once we stop Challenger Series this week, we'll kind of be doing sporadic live shows per week outside of this show. Anyway... Um, the Devil's Details, what is that? It's an episode we do once a week, usually on like Friday or Saturday. We'll go live and talk about a spot or two that we like a lot. So last episode, we talked about how you really want to parlay Juliana Miller, who's fighting this week, along with Harris, who already won, along with the over a half round in the, um, the Krylov... Which, which fight was this, actually? I, I needed to look this up before. It was the Krylov versus... <laughs> Excuse me. The Krylov first da, 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 da. Hold on a second here. If I could find it. The Krylov first span fight was that what it was? <clears throat> I can't find the bet, but was, I believe it was the Krylov versus Span fight. The fight goes over a half round. I got to look it up, though, now. I don't want to give you guys wrong information, um, but there was a nice prop there at minus 500, and I just want to confirm which fight it was because one of those fights did end into the this inside under a half round. So, yeah, Krylov versus Span. That fight ended in 338 of round one. The under half round was minus 500. We parlayed that with Juliana Miller at minus 375-ish, um, and then along with Harris to win. And so that was part of our – that was what we talked about in that, that episode. So if you look for that video each week, it's called The Devil's Details. We'll go over a specific prop better to two or a parlay where like we like it a lot. And we'll peel apart why, like only 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. It's a quick show. It's usually live on Friday or Saturday. We don't have a schedule behind it, but you can catch the recording of it. It's called The Devil's Details. And this week, I'm not sure what it's going to be. Um, it's going to be after we get through all the breakdowns and look at all of the cards and factor all the bets. We'll have that episode come out on Friday or Saturday. It's called The Devil's Details. But again, last week, we kind of nailed it. We had we had Harris to win a minus 300. That fight, again, going over a half round to keep the Krylov for a span. The last leg in that parlay is going to be Juliana Miller, who is going to win this week. She's going to dominate her opponent. Um, you could count on that. Uh, she's fighting a fighter that just does not even belong in there with her. Anyway, let me get back to uh, my notes here. So UFC 286 is at 1 o'clock on Saturday. So after that busy Friday night of KSW in the afternoon and Cage wars and the PFL and Victor on Wednesday, we go into Saturday, 286 London where the main event is going to be, of course, Kamar Usman versus Mr. Edwards. Now, they're holding that event at the O2 Arena in London. Does that ring a bell? Same exact arena as the Cage Warriors 150 event being held the night before. Yep, same arena, same location. A lot of mixed martial arts there for the people in London coming up the next few days. Now, we had a chance to interview Jennifer Maya who is fighting this week on the UFC 26 card? She's up against Casey O'Neill. If you want to see that interview, it's available on our YouTube channel. Uh, just go search for it or just search Jennifer Maya interview with Mixed Martial Arts Fight Club and you'll find it. Now, I don't speak Portuguese. I had to do some homework there to answer, ask some questions in Portuguese. Did the best I could, but it came out pretty good. Uh, she was very confident. You know, she is a veteran, been around for a long time. She was a former Invicta fighter herself and uh someone that you know could she pull off a bit of an upset here and beat the younger fighter maybe casey neil's on fire undefeated but anyway to see that interview you can go look for that interview and if you don't speak portuguese it's fine there's like subtitles that tell you what the interview is so you can understand what's going on throughout the interview but yeah check that out it's available here on our youtube channel uh top stories that i haven't talked about yet jake paul running from floyd mayweather uh let me talk about this in a few more things that I got to run, and it it's getting late here. If you didn't see it, I'm going to tell you right now, this this is all the smelling and the makings of a setup to a fight. You know, Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather, some people, a crowd, Jake Paul's running, and next thing you know, we got everyone talking about it. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm not going to over talk about it, but I'm not going to say that I don't wouldn't be surprised if we hear about Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather swearing off in some like three and a half round one minute per round i don't know what the weight class is some bougie ass exhibition bout and i whatever this is uh it's up the gig's up i think jake paul is a genius but this is getting old and he lost and you know whatever uh ultimate installing fighting henry cejudo in newark new jersey ufc 288 that's super exciting to I be mean, the main event that card is already kind of put together if you look at it it's got some good fighters um our shows this week again we have Invicta. FC 52 on Wednesday, our pre-fight show. Check us out then on Friday for PFL, China series, our pre-fight show and watch party as well. For that devil's details, episode four comes out this week, midnight MMA next Sunday night. Like we do every Sunday night for two hours from 12 o'clock midnight uh, to two o'clock in the morning. That's on tap this week. Whew. Got to take my breath here. On that note, guys, any more questions, any more suggestions, anything I haven't touched upon yet. Um, Let me get to the comment section right here, guys. Okay, so for this is uh cage warriors, right? Okay, cage warriors, am I invested? I like cage warriors, it's just hard to slip them into my entire scope after the course of the full week, and 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 uh, that becomes like my threshold, my limitation there. Um, but I do like them, I do like if PFL Challenger Series was not on our radar right now which I kind of almost regret because it's not available to bet on most sports books. It's considered an exhibition bout by some commissions, whatever. Um, Yeah, I probably would replace that and put cage warriors in because they are available to bet on, they have good fights, fighters who make it to the UFC, so on and so on. So yeah, I I am, I am more invested in cage warriors than maybe I'm leading off to, to, to believe, but I do like it. High three. I do. Guru writes in here, thoughts on the upcoming, Wing of Redemption boogie boxing match. Who are you taking? I don't even know what that is, dude. Outside my scope. Outside my scope. Not sure what that is. Have you seen the best of Peter Jan, or is there possibly a way of him ever retaining your C-Gold again? Look, I said earlier there's there's a chance that maybe he was overrated. I I don't want to... like you know, raise the flag and say, oh, overrated. But there's a chance he may have been overrated a little bit. And uh, and his record, like prior to the last few fights, if you go back, let's say, in, I don't know, erased the last four fights or something like that, he was like when I was 16 and one or had a very good record. And it just all came tumbling down. All came tumbling down. Guru writes in here, thoughts on Keith Peterson being the biggest playboy the UFC promotion not dealing with. Any ring card uh girl shenanigans while they all drool over his nonsense, gatch swag. I listen, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know what I, that's a lot going on there. It's a lot going on there, guru. Uh a lot going on there. But boys and girls, I appreciate uh you guys all stopping by. Uh my man hype says here, I'd love to see Umar versus Marab. Chances are we see that next, considering every contender in the top 15 is booked. Possibly hype three. That is very, very well possible, guys. It is. Um, let me just double check one thing before I shut things down. I don't want to forget anything. I don't want to forget anything. And I remember after I get off the show, I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell him this. Um, we talked about Vegas. We talked about Bellator. Yeah, guys, I think we've covered everything I have to talk about tonight. We are two hours and about five minutes in. If you are on the morning commute, if you're doing the morning commute right now, awesome. Have a wonderful day. Hopefully, Hopefully you know, had some coffee, maybe some cereal. Uh, I don't know what's on your breakfast agenda. Maybe some you know, uh, yogurt with cereal. My wife loves that, like yogurt with some like dry cereal, mix it in there. Maybe some fruit cocktail. <laughs> um, something healthy to start your day. Maybe you walk this morning, uh, doing some exercising, or maybe you're just on the way to work and part of your commute to work involves walking or bike riding or doing something of that nature. You're just moving around, so good for you monday the 13th of march 2023 we are just days away from the mega fight ufc 286 the trilogy of edwards versus Kamara usman but hope you have a wonderful day for those who are joining us tonight thank you thank you for being here thank you for your comments thank you for suggestions nick writes in here great concept for a show i like this midnight thing keep up the good work thank you nick i appreciate that That's the idea as we eventually, you know, find our stride. We'll, we'll build our audience. We'll, we'll have more people here over time, but for now, I appreciate the time that I have from you guys that are here with us. And as our show grows, you guys that are here now stay with us because we'll remember you guys and you guys will be like the OGs, the ones that were here in the very beginning when we first kicked this thing off. So on that note, guys, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to cut this thing out here with a few tunes, if you don't mind. And uh and again for those who are listening tomorrow morning or this morning, um have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful lunch, have a good meeting. If you got a terrible manager or supervisor who drives you like nuts sometimes, just smile on their face, you know, shrug it off as they say. Um, don't let it get to you, keep it moving. All the things that I could tell you that would be positive. And for those that are here with us tonight. Late night, morning hours of Monday morning, you rock. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. UFC Las Vegas won some coin. Picking back up where we left off after one loss. Six of the last seven weeks, we've had winning weeks on UFC fight cards and now is a really good time as i get ready to land this plane if i didn't tell you before it's it's good for your health to subscribe to our substack newsletter studies show that subscribing to our newsletter reduces the risk of sweaty palms during ufc events lowers your blood pressure during female may fights and guarantees that 75% of the time it works every time. So there you go. Those are numbers. Those are stats. Those are real numbers to tell you why you need to subscribe to our Substack newsletter. And if you want me to spell it out for you, I can. You can subscribe at www.substack.com. .com, just search for M.A. Fight Club, or you can go right to our specific page, which is MMA Fight Club dot sub, that's S.U.B. Stack, s t a c Dot com. As always, today's episode is brought to you by. FightTube, that's fighttube.org. They'll be launching their beta version this spring. Fully engulfed film library for all the mixed martial arts enthusiasts out there who like to do film breakdowns. The film library is going to be very comprehensive. This episode, as all of our episodes have been so far this year for Midnight MMA are sponsored by FightTube, fighttube.org. Yeah, check those guys out. They're going to be launching their framework and their app the whole night pretty soon. And I'm happy to be in con- contact with them. Put it that way. Okay. Everyone put on their seatbelts. We're going to shut off the uh, cabin lights. Put this damn thing into cruise control and land this plane if you're about to fall asleep yeah this is the vibe right the late night vibe late night chill mixed martial art vibes maybe you're counting your winnings in your head the parlay you cashed or the parlay you didn't cash the J.J. Aldrich parlay the Saeed Namagamanov parlay Maybe you're a winner. And for those of you who won, good for you. And those who lost, if you're hearing this right now, you're you're six feet up. Still breathing in and breathing out. There is still tomorrow. And for that, you should be grateful, right? For that, you're kind of winning. Not everyone has that. We know people who've lost that. People we loved or people that are close to us. So, you know, saving grace, silver lining, however you want to put it. If you're hearing these words right now, you're uh, some part of life you're winning. On that note, guys, I'll see you.